Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. on a roll where we take an unhealthy obsession in an actor's filmography. My name is Tom and joining me as ever is... It's Emma. Hello. Hello. What's up, dog? Not too bad, not too bad. Not much is going <laughs> on. How's your week been? I'm good. I'm drinking another vitamin drink. <laughs> It's still vitamin C, vitamin C, or you're switching it up, getting a bit of that D. This is getting a bit of that. This is many e. vitamins. Oh, it's this multi. is several vitamins. Yeah, like I don't want to say what brand it is because I don't feel that I should promote someone's brand for free. So I'm not going to do that. But there's a lot of vitamins in this. Oh, so good. many vitamins. We've got B12. We've got B3. We've got niacin. Ooh. All the Bs. We've got vitamin D. Honestly, so much B, D and C in this. So are you getting, are you drinking that on top of your normal vitamin C drink? No, I have run out of the dissolvable vitamin C. Oh, is that so why you switched replacement. to this? Yeah. I mean, yeah. in a way, you probably do, I mean, you don't need to stock up for a bit because you have been like consuming 3000% of your <laughs> daily vitamin C. So you've probably got yeah. reserves. Your body's probably yeah. I'm, ra- it I'm radioactive at this point, so yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all in there. It's fine, and I also have tea, so we're liquidy today, boys. Liquid, <laughs> liquidy in it up. Um, <laughs> any vitamins? In your, was... Any vitamins in your tea? I bet. Oh, that's what Just you're having. Vitamin tea. You're having some vitamin <laughs> tea. <laughs> <laughs> God, we are just oh. so funny. Oh, How was your week going, Tom, oh, my yes. friend? It's all right. It's all right. Um, Good. I've I've had a few interactions with um some people that I work with that uh oh. that I I thought I'd tell you about. Oh go on. I'm excited. I might have told you some you of these prepared. before, but they just this is what I won't, I won't say where I work. I don't think I'm allowed to actually. Oh, is this when you text me and I was like do these people listen to the podcast cuz if not you should tell us on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Cause, <laughs> okay. Cuz they cool. I don't think they do. If they do, <laughs> let's hope then not. educate yourself. But um, <laughs> I was working with a guy and he was like, um, oh, uh, driving home yesterday, I nearly hit a duck on the way home. And another bloke I worked with said, oh, you should have hit it. Then you could have had it for your tea, which... <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, do with that. Do you work with fucking Cletus the Slack-jawed yokel? Well, <laughs> like, do, do with that what you will. But anyway, the okay. guy the guy who nearly hit the duck said, um, what, could I have eaten that? Could I, could I make that into duck? To which I replied, <laughs> what? A duck? And he went, yeah, doesn't it have to be like aromatic duck? What? And I was like, 
sorry. D- do you <laughs> think aromatic duck is a breed of duck? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, yeah, I do. Get and fucked. And then I, I yeah, I just, that, that floored no. me. And then oh my later, God, on, the, that's funny. later on the same day, um, we were talking and he was like, so you know with cows, because we were talking about how, <laughs> this is what we talk about at work. <laughs> what, yeah, the, just what... for the listener, Tom doesn't work on a farm. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, sounds no. like he does though. <laughs> we were talking about how how the first how they discovered milk. You know, oh, what was that guy doing to the cows to find that milk came out of there? <laughs> oh yeah, classic. Uh huh. Um, and it's like, well, you know, they probably saw the calves like feeding from there and shit. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> he was like, so you know, cows. Um, do are the the female ones make milk and then the male ones are where we get the meat from. <laughs> and I went, no, cow, cows are female, bulls are male. Bulls are the the male of the species. And he was like, oh, what? <laughs> get out And of then he, he said, oh, so wait, wait, does that mean, <laughs> does that mean that all, see if you can follow his logic here, that all okay, sheep okay. are female... <laughs> and goats are the male. <laughs> At which point I went, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And then he went, wait, 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 wait. What about rams? <laughs> Stop it. And I went, oh, well, they're like the hermaphrodite of the species. Like they're, they're, they're in the middle sort of thing. And he's like, oh, is that why they've got them fucked up horns? And I was like, yeah, that is true. That is why. You're killing me. Sorry, can I meet this guy? I'd like to go for a drink nah, with him. He sounds I hilarious. I don't think that's for the best. And then <laughs> the, the, before I've had a guy came in whose mind was blown because he came in and he said, Tom, you know Bonoffi? And I went, I, I do. He's like, do you like Bonoffi? I was like, yeah. He was like, what, fla- <laughs> what flavour would you say Bonoffi is? And I said... I, would prob- I feel confident in saying that it's banana and toffee. And he was like, I never knew that. <laughs> I love banoffee, but I never knew that it was banana and toffee flavour. Amazing. Do you know what is bad? Is I'm listening to this guy and I'm kind this of thinking... This is a different guy, by this, the way, the banoffee guy. This is sort of the sort of shit that I come out with. So I'm glad I don't work with you or you'd be blasting me on your other podcast that you don't have. <laughs> it, it just makes me oh laugh. Oh my God. But these, this is why I have that questions like the lasagna question and stuff like that, because I just have to ask people because... The answers oh, are beyond amazing. That's actually hilarious. That's really tickled me. Yeah. Oh my god! Wow. Okay. So I really hope they don't listen to this. So goats are boys, sheep are girls. Got it. And goats are in the middle. Rams. No. Rams are in the middle. Got you. Okay. And cool. you have to find a, you have to find a specific duck to make aromatic duck. I mean, maybe you do, but the breed That's isn't so aromatic funny. duck. <laughs> I, I was under the impression that, that that duck was seasoned or whatever in a way that made it aromatic, but that could just be. I mean, I am a, a dumb vegan, and my brain cells are. I mean, yeah, are I, I personally from, have never made yeah. aromatic duck, so maybe yeah, you know, it's from the wow. ero- it's from the aroma region of France. <laughs> of matic. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, holy crap! Wow, that's funny. I wish I worked with people that came out with stuff like that. I mean, <sighs> I don't know if you do, but should we explain what this actual podcast is about? 
yeah, for people sure. who might have, so, might have stumbled upon this and are like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> it's not about farming, and um, it's certainly not about ducks. It's about films and actors and, and filmographies and geese. Yeah, we, it is about geese. So um, yeah, this podcast is a podcast about filmographies. We choose one actor per season and we watch all of their films and possibly TV in order. So season one was all about Robert Pattinson. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen because it was a hoot. And um, season two is all about Ryan Gosling, the goose. And we're getting towards the end, which is making me really sad. <laughs> yeah, we it's sort of crept up on me, to be honest with you. I didn't realise that we were barreling through them. But yeah, after this, we've got Same. two episodes left. I think it's because Robert Pattinson's filmography felt like death An by absolute flies. slog. <laughs> so, and Ryan Gosling's has gone quite quickly because it's all been... I mean, most of it's been relatively enjoyable and then really, really enjoyable. But weirdly, Whereas... his filmography is bigger than Robert Pattinson, so it's actually taken us... We've watched more, so it's taken us longer. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. interesting, isn't it? It is. It is interesting. But here we are on episode... Should have planned this before I started the sentence, but... Um, it's episode 11 of it... Ryan Gosling and episode yeah. 23, 23 of the series, I want to say. Yeah, so... Very, very good. Thank you, Tom. No Thank worries. you for that. Uh, you can tell <laughs> who writes great titles. <laughs> yeah, and does all the planning and then the dickhead who just shows up and fucking chats shit for an hour and then leaves. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. You do all the social media. I do. I do an all right job. Could be could be better. That's my goal for, I don't know, tomorrow. <laughs> for, for March. Yeah, I don't believe in starting things at the beginning of the month. Start now. Start as you mean to go on. Right, well, anyway... This week we have watched Gangster Squad, yeah. Only God Forgives, and The Big Short. Yeah, it's been a pretty big week, in fairness. But, I mean, the last few have, and I think the the next two are going to be big weeks as well. Yeah. Because we're just in like his his heavy hitter stage, I want to say. We're in his prime. Um, so should we, should we start off with, should we start off with Gangster Squad? Gangster yeah, Squad. let's do it. Squad. So what? What's the what's the premise of this film, Emma? So this film is about Thanos, Josh Brolin, um, leading a secret crew of LAPD people to tear down one of the most dangerous gangsters in LA, Mickey Cohen. Um, he's a bit of a dodgy cunt. Does all sorts of crazy stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's a bit so of a dodgy cunt. I don't know why I said bit that. Slaggy, but, um, <laughs> a bit slaggy, in it. A bit slaggy, in it. But yeah, um, so Josh Brolin is like a ex-World War II soldier. And yeah, he's leading this sort of like secret crew of gangster squad yeah, to take squad. down a gangster. And Emma Stone's in it looking pretty, which is a plot point, I think. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty much the premise. I really enjoyed it. I'd never seen it before. I'd never seen it before either. Yeah, it was it was enjoyable. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it felt because I thought it was going to be so. In my head, right, this film was American Hustle, right? Because okay. for some reason, I think Amy Adams is in American Hustle, isn't she? Oh, you got your ginger. I got my ginger. It's women easily done. Mixed up. It's easily done. But yeah, in my head, a lot no, but them. in my head, Amy Adams and Emma Stone were both in that film. Oh, but so I was. When Amy Adams wasn't in it, and is Scarlett not Scarlett 
Jennifer Lawrence. She in that as well? Because I've not, yeah. again not seen that film either. So I I was I was confused as to what the film was, but then I was like, oh, this is quite enjoyable. But I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be more of a serious gangster film where it's more like yeah, it was definitely film, a bit. It? Yeah, it was like action and it was quite funny as well. I thought yeah. in parts, but it was good. I mean, it didn't blow me away like you said. Uh, maybe if you're expecting more of a serious like hard hitter, um, it was just a bit of a well, like the, the it, was a, the, it was a film. The action is overblown, <laughs> isn't it? Like it's it's hugely it's like i thought it was going to be a you know your your gangster film film noir maybe because it had la noir vibes to it when it started yeah i mean because it's yeah it's police and it's in la in that time period but you know mm-hmm. hollywood land hollywood land uh but then like the first scene where he goes into the hotel and is like battering the shit out of people i was like oh it's this kind of film like it's not a yeah it's not going to be real to life sort of thing because I don't know if you know yeah. Emma. The real gangster squad was actually assembled to um, clean up LA from gangsters trying to muscle in on Mickey Cohen's patch after Mickey Cohen went to prison. So, oh, <laughs> he oh. and he was he, they got him for the typical thing that they got gangsters for tax evasion. Ah, uh, because that's how they got nice. um, Al Capone. Mm. Famously, was they didn't get him from any of his like gangstering and mo- moyadering. They got him for his tax evasion. Oh, but yeah, I didn't know that. So That's cool. The the ga- the gangster squad, the gangster squad, is <laughs> is made up of Josh Brolin, who is just like, like, like they fall into like archetypes, don't they? I feel like in real yeah. life, the the real people would were actually you know real people, but in this, it's like just they're this guy. So Josh Brolin is just like the tough leader guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then there's Anthony Mackie. Falcon. Mm-hmm. Return of. Who is just, um, he can throw knives really well. <laughs> uh, like, that is literally. It's the Avengers. That is literally it his is character just the trait. Avengers. It is the Avengers, yeah. Wow. Uh, then, you, then you've got, I don't know his name or the actor's name, but he's just really good at shooting. Yeah. Then you've got Phoebe's brother brother from Friends. Who's, <laughs> I noticed him straight who's away. The ta- he's the, like, the tech guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know what Ryan Gosling does. What's his role? He's just like the cheeky, almost like boy next door, heartthrob kind of character, but he's also really funny. He's, I he's felt the, like he's that the was one. his place. He's the he's the he's the womanizer who has the girlfriend yeah. with the a romantic entanglement with the like the piece of the gangster that they're trying to stop. Yeah, uh, sorry, I referred to her he as a starts, piece. I feel like I should. He starts like, sleeping. Like I don't. That's not how I view women. But that's like what a gangster would yeah, call him. I feel like he, I should say he, that. Tom, we know you're a girl. You're a girl's girl. No, you're a girl's man, not a girl's girl. <laughs> I'm just such a girl's girl. <laughs> a you know girl's what I mean? Girl. Yeah, but Ryan Gosling falls for and starts sleeping with Mickey Cohen's wife. Are they married? No, she she's just like his etiquette tutor, but. Being a typical man, he's quite possessive um, yeah. of her because and everyone's like, if Mickey finds out you you're screwing his boy, he's gonna kill you or whatever. I don't know why they have I, New I York already, accents in LA, by the way. I can already tell you what I'm gonna ask the official Robert Pattinson ranking to be read like. It's gonna be in that dodgy '50s policeman accent you keep doing. <laughs> the the what ranking? The official. Did I say Robert Pattinson? Yeah, you did. Did I? Yeah, you did. Do you know what? Every time you start reading out the ranking at the end of the episode, 
it doesn't sound right to me when you say Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I think it's because the first ranking we did was Robert Pattinson. Maybe we'll have to like mix it up for future series. Yeah, like the certified blank blank list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Wow. Wow. Anyway. Oh, wow. Uh, so one other thing that I would say, I feel like the Gangster Squad's supposed to be like really hip, like sick and cool. They mm-hmm. are shit at their job. Like, <laughs> what did they actually accomplish in this film? No, they just like wrought havoc where they shouldn't have because like so the first mission they go on they're like we're gonna raid this casino because also i don't mm-hmm. really get what their mission was to begin with like the the police commissioner is like i'm gonna set up this secret team i'm gonna get you to do it josh brolin because you're the you're mm-hmm. the good egg in the bunch and then yeah. his wife's like no don't hire all the really good people in the police force because mickey cohen and love already bought them off go for the oddballs and the shit people that no one wants, basically. Basically, like, the ragtag band of misfits Yeah, and he's trope. like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So the first mission they go on is they're like, oh, we're going to raid this casino that he owns or whatever or he runs. And then it immediately goes wrong. And Josh Brolin and Anthony Mackie are arrested. And it's like, yeah. good one. And then they try and break them out of prison by attaching a car to the the railings on the prison outside, like the window on the prison outside. And I was like, the bumper's going to fall off. Bumper falls off. Yeah. Ryan Gosling <laughs> gets wind of this because he doesn't want any part of the squad to begin with. But then a little, a little shoe shine boy, sir. Can I shine your shoes, sir? <laughs> Who is Ryan Gosling's little friend. He gets shot up in a mob shootout. Yeah, so he's it's like, a bit sad, he's isn't like, it? no, I will avenge you. <laughs> it's so daft. So, so then it? it's like so dramatic as well. I, oh, in my yeah. notes I've got, this was clearly it made in the era of film where slow-mo was cool. Like, Yeah, I thought it, that. You know, have you ever watched um, Sherlock Holmes 2? Yes. So there's like loads of slow-mo shots of them so running through that slow-mo. forest. And I'm thinking of like mm. in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows where like they're running and they're getting slow-mo magic cast at them. It's obviously like the point yeah. where slow-mo cameras became easy enough to use and like high quality enough that you could use them in act, like action films and people were like, yeah, let's do slow-mo. Let's have a slow-mo shootout. <laughs> let's watch this little boy get mown down in a hail of bullets. <laughs> in slow-mo, in, oh, just yeah, so you can't look it. away. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he gets wind that they've been arrested. So he like pretends to be Mickey Cohen's enforcers and goes to the police station mm-hmm. to get them out. But then literally as he's doing that, uh, they try and they're trying to like stage the escape and pull the bars off the window, and then the actual enforcers show up, and the police realise. So then they have to like barrel the police. They're imposters, yeah. So that all goes wrong. Then they they try and like hijack a shipment of stuff. Do they? That goes horrible. Like yeah. they, they actually they succeed at that one, but only just. They get like they're driving a car. It goes horribly wrong. A fucking like grenade launcher launches a grenade onto their car and they're literally just like throwing it between all of them and then they lob it back at the car and it just happens to blow up the right car. And he and yeah, to, be fair, to his so credit, stupid. Ryan Gosling is like, guys, we've not got a fucking clue. We don't know what we're doing. Like we we need he, a plan. He feels like he feels like almost the audience member of the film, like that you normally have yeah. that's just sort of laughing about the stupid shit that's happening in the film like not quite so blatantly but he's the voice of reason isn't he and then just miraculously they like start to get a foothold on what they're doing and they're like taking down all of mickey cohen's gangstery places yeah (laughs) and then he like basically works out that they're policemen because when they're Mm -hmm. raiding all these places and shutting all these places down they don't actually steal any money 
So he's like, oh, they yeah, must so, be cops then. Yeah. Because they're not, they're not doing and it then for monetary gain. there's a really grim bit where Ryan Gosling in like the speakeasy with Emma Stone and some of the henchmen come in and he's got like a vial of something and Ryan Gosling obviously clicks it. It's probably like acid or something. So he grabs it, like kicks the guy's ass onto the floor and pours the acid all over his face. And I was like, oh, damn. No, he doesn't pour it on his face. He doesn't pour it on his face. Oh, no, he pours it on his he dick, pours it on his doesn't his he? Dick. On his dick, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of another film that we've watched today where faces were, were mashed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got my mashed faces confused. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's easily done. They all just... Easily all done, just yeah. smush into one. Yeah, he pours it on his doinkus and I was like, oh, damn. Oh, damn, oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. And then... Oh, no. It, Mickey, Ro- Mickey Rooney? Mickey Cohen. <laughs> realized Mickey Rooney? Mickey... Uh, what? Ricky? Oh, <laughs> Ricky, Ricky Mooney, <laughs> Ricky. Ricky. Uh, oh my anyway, God. after that aside, um, <laughs> he he realizes that they're bugging his apartment, so he sets up a a fake like deal or something, doesn't he, to like lure them in? Yeah. And then they work out where they're bugging them from. And Phoebe's brother from Friends, <laughs> he gets moided <laughs> by um, the detective from Mindhunter. Yep. Yep. And he's the only member of the ga- the gangster squad with a family and a- and children and shit. So like, just like in Mindhunter. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, they're like, oh, we're gonna avenge him, and they work out where Mickey Cohen is gonna be. Who, who by the way, we should say yeah. played by Sean Penn. Oh yeah. Do you know what? Actually, quick side note, Sean Penn. I know who he is, and I knew it was him when he came on screen, but I had to look him up purely because I don't think I've ever seen him in anything. Have you not? Like I don't. I, like, I mean, I looked at... I, I've just said that in that way but I can't name you a film that he's in. <laughs> like, he's one of the actors where you know who full well who he is and you recognise him, but I Googled and looked at like his top films and I was like, I ain't seen any of those. Yeah, so, no. yeah just now a you, thought now there for it. you. Sean Penn, the elusive pen. Scene Peen. <laughs> <laughs> Scene Peen, the elusive queen. <laughs> um, so they find out where he's going to be and then they just like stage an all-out raid on his place, don't they? Mm-hmm. And then it it turns into a chase. And Josh Brolin and him, Chase. Josh Brolin and him just have a massive punch up with loads of reporters around taking photos. And I was like, "How oh, yeah, has he park. not been arrested for police brutality or excessive force?" Because like the fight goes on way longer than it should have. Because he literally like he has him cornered, he has him at gunpoint, so he could just arrest him. Mm-hmm. And then he throws his gun away, and he's like, "Let's have a punch out," and he's just battering yeah, the no shit reason. out of him. And the pol- I did think that I was a bit like, "Just arrest him," like. Yeah. No one gives a shit. It's daft, isn't it? Like, it's one of them films where it, it was, it's like a good Sunday afternoon watch, but I mean, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. pretty it was, much it. It was good, but <laughs> honestly. Also, I have something to say about Emma Stone, which I may, I know may ruffle a few feathers, perhaps, because ruffle she away. is loved. And I do, I love, <laughs> I love Emma Stone. I really do. I enjoy her very much, but I don't like her in the solely sexy role. Like, it doesn't sit right with me. She's sort of playing almost like a... Not a siren, but, like, she's just there to be, like, sexy. And, like, yeah. And I'm so used to her just being funny and beautiful at the same time. I just didn't... It didn't sit right with me. I don't know what your thoughts are, but it doesn't suit her, I don't think. I didn't... I don't know. It didn't really cross my mind. I just didn't like it. I was like, this isn't... Like, say something funny. You're a comedian. You're a funny girl. Yeah, or, like... Say something funny, bitch. I was going to say have an active role in the story. The, the only thing she does, I guess, is she like sees 
him murder m- Mickey murder someone, and then she's like, "I'll testify." Yeah, she's against like the him. witness, but like, yeah. she's very passive, isn't she? Throughout, yeah, I think because we're so used to seeing her in, in like a lead role and being a comedy actor, I was just like a bit let down by yeah. her just being there for sort of show. Yeah, yeah, I get you. So that was a letdown because she makes me laugh normally, especially seeing her in Crazy Stupid Love, where she's just hilarious. Hilarious. She's hilarious. Yeah, so uh, that's about the film though, isn't it? Yeah. I've I've got a few little uh, factoids, if you'd like those. Oh, yeah, go on. I haven't got many. I've already told you the one about, um, you know, the the fact that Mickey Cohen was already in prison when they started the Gangster Squad or whatever. Yeah. So... Yeah, it was, it was assembled in the film. It was assembled to go after Mickey Cohen, but in real life, it was set up to prevent other gangsters from taking his taking over his rackets after he went to prison. And what they would do is the real life gangster squad is if they found out that a person was coming into town to like take over, they would find them, kidnap them, and apparently some rumors is rumored that they tortured them Ooh. and send them back to wherever they came from and say, "If you come back, we'll kill you." Oh damn! Oh damn! Oh damn! Oh, damn! Da da damn! And then. Two reasons that Ryan Gosling wanted to do this film was because okay. he wanted to be in a scene with Sean Penn and shoot a Tommy gun. Did you say he wanted to be in a Sean with scene pen? <laughs> yeah. What, what, what did I say? <laughs> no, you said he wanted to be in a scene with Sean Penn and I was just being a dick. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. After last week of me misspeaking, I'm just very, very paranoid that... Um, uh, that I misspoke. The name I'm... Sean just makes me laugh oh, when it's spelled with, like Sean. A scene with Sheen. I see what you're, I see, I see what you're saying. Um, no, a Sean with Sheen. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, and he wanted to, anyway, he's he not even in the scene with him. Gun. He's not even in oh, the scene with him, Emma. So he was very really? disappointed. He's... Oh, my God. He's not even in a Sean with him. That's so disappointing. No, I know. And then also, this is something that I've overlooked, but he, Ryan agreed to join this film in exchange for the studio financing his directorial debut, Lost River. So Ryan has directed one singular film. One singular film (laughs) that he's not in. So we're not going to review that in this series because he's he's not in it. But I thought, you know, maybe we could do a cheeky little bonus, bonus set. Yeah. I like that idea. Oh my it's god! A good idea. I've just remembered the biggest news of the week, Emma. What? The biggest news of my week, leading on from little bonus episodes that we could do. Uh, okay. I know we've spoken about this in the week, but everyone, I've got big news for you. If you've oh my if you've god. listened to this series on Ryan Gosling in episode two, I think of this series, so episode, whatever episode that would be, I don't know, fourteen. Mm-hmm. We reviewed a little shit TV series called Kung Fu: The Legend Continues. Oh my god, I forgot about this. And uh, guys, buckle the fuck up, right? This news is big. This is groundbreaking. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot okay. to mention this. Yeah, shit. So, Kung Fu the Legend Continues was a sequel series to Kung Fu that was like a <laughs> 70s TV show and then was like re or rebooted or sequelized in the 90s. Yeah. The CW has now rebooted Kung Fu <laughs> for the modern audience. For 2021, they have remade Kung Fu, and it's going to be. Believe it. They're going to Riverdale the shit out of Kung I Fu. The legend can't continues. Believe it. And I, <laughs> I for one, cannot wait. Now I can't wait either. It's it's going to be so good. And, it's fucking amazing. Oh my god! And we are going to fucking 
we're doing a like, <laughs> we're announcing it now, guys. We're doing a spin-off <laughs> podcast. Oh my god, you're just spontaneously announcing it like that. I had no oh idea you were god. going to. <laughs> oh my god, guys. So yeah, on our Patreon, we're going to be doing a little podcast called Kung Fu Kung Fu Kung Fu: <laughs> The Legend That Continues to Continue. Yeah, and we're going to review it week by week and just watch an episode a week. Uh, we'll let yeah. you know when the first episode comes out because then you can you can head on over to our Patreon and listen to that bad boy. But I'm so excited! I can't believe yeah, I'm so that excited. I didn't put that at the beginning of the episode. I'm quite well, annoyed you know at myself. What? These these adorable, these amazing, fuzzy, adorable little listeners that we love so much have just been hoodwinked into listening to our announcement. Hoodwinked because they were enjoying the Gangster Squad review, and look what we did. Look what gotcha. we did. Yeah. <laughs> We've not, yeah, we've so, not handicapped um, ourselves at all. Really probably, probably marketing-wise, we probably should have put it at the beginning of the episode. But, you know, maybe maybe I'll chop this bit out and put it at the beginning of the episode. No, Who knows? I, I, like, I feel this is a more organic, raw version of an announcement, you know? Okay. <laughs> it's raw. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, that's super exciting. So if you enjoy our podcast and you want to support us and get some extra content, we will let you know when you can do that. Hopefully... Um, it'll come around quickly because I'm really excited for that show. <laughs> I believe, As a Riverdale I think it starts fan on like and April a fan 7th, of Kung Fu, so it'll be around there. Yeah, cool. Can you tell how much planning goes into these episodes? So much planning. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Gangster Squad. Should we rate it? Yeah, it's good. Should we give it a rating? Yeah. After all that, so for people listening for the first time, our rating system is based on the actor's name. So mm-hmm. Ryan the Goose Gosling, we go for is it a Goosey Lucy Goosey or a Juicy Goosey? Or yeah. sometimes we come up with a pun based on the film's name. Any any puns on this one, Emma? Gangster I, squad or gangster I... shit? <laughs> Emma likes to go for feces, fecal based puns. <laughs> I, I gangster squad or shitster him. squad. <laughs> I was ticking over in my head. What can I say that doesn't involve shit? And I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> well, anyway, um, I thought it was a gangster juicy squad goosey. or gangster. Squid. <laughs> so Lucy Goosey or Juicy Goosey, Emma? It's a Juicy Goosey yeah. for me. Fucking hell, man. Uh, so in, in many ways, I feel this podcast has brought us closer as friends, but it's also driven us further apart in other ways. Jesus Christ. I feel like we're closer as friends, but you respect me less. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's accurate. Just the, the pure um, amount of shit-based puns <laughs> that you've come up with. Oh, oh my god. god! Did you see my um? Did you see my pun on my Instagram the other day? Just quickly, my joke that I told. I was really proud of it. No, what was that? So I bought a T-shirt. Oh no, I did. With... I did. Did you? Did you? Was, is so this the for the listener, one? yeah. So I bought a new T-shirt from the um, Levi's Pokemon 25th anniversary collection, and um. It has Butterfree on it, the Pokemon, as you'll know, because you're all cool and you all play Pokemon. And I made the joke. <laughs> she said, is this cake vegan? I said, yeah, it's Butterfree. Do you, do you know what issue I have with that, Emma? That it could n- that it could still be non-vegan because it could have egg in it or something? Yes. Yeah, I thought that too. But just for the sake of the pun, I thought it was good. So I mean, yeah, whatever. props on the pun, but it's, it's not actually quite that accurate, <laughs> is it? <laughs> The, the pedant in me is saying. Well, you should have commented that, and then all my all my thousands of fans could have cancelled you. Well, and that is the exact reason that I didn't do that. I thought I'd just out <laughs> you on the podcast instead. Uh, yeah, in the safe space where where you have the upper hand. <laughs> yeah, do I? Do I? <laughs> anyway, we'll move on to the next film. 
Yeah. Only God forgives, forgiveth. Yes. So had you seen this before? You hadn't, no, had you? No. So I had seen this before many, many moons ago. And I, I told Tom not to watch this with his mum because sometimes you watch the podcast films well, with Well, initially mom, you, you told me to watch it with my mum. Well, well, I did because, and I'll tell you for why without spoiling too much of what we're about to speak about. In my head, this film was just really boring and he doesn't talk a lot. And because your mum made a comment about him not really speaking in Drive, I thought it would be funny for her to watch this as well because he speaks even less. And then when I watched it again, I remembered how utterly violent this film is. And I was was like... Which was the other thing that she didn't like about Drive was how violent it was. Yeah, Tom is not going to like this. Tom's mom is not going to like this, sorry. So, um, yeah, I, I quickly changed my thoughts on that. But... Yeah, I mean, it's probably best that she didn't watch it. Just a yeah. little thing on how much he speaks. He says 17 lines for the Yeah, so in, in, um, in, the entire in Drive, film. it was in Drive it was like 118 or something, wasn't it? And then... Yeah, he said, he said like eight. In Drive, we had a word count. I don't have a word count for this one. But yeah, it's not I imagine, a lot. imagine with 17 lines, it's a lot less. Yeah. So yeah, this film is about Ryan Gosling, Julian. He's a drug smuggler in Bangkok and his brother gets murdered at the start of the film because he kills and maims a young girl. 16-year-old so, girl. A 16-year-old girl, yeah. But, so I Ryan mean, Gosling's it's okay mom, though because it could have been worse because... He was he was angling for a fourteen year old because because he's like I want. I wish you hadn't said that because someone could crop oh, out you know and use what? that against you. Do in the you future. know what? <laughs> when I wrote that quote, I was like, Tom, do not say that. <laughs> and what did you fucking do? I'm gonna have to, you idiot! I, oh, I'm gonna have to do something. Bleep it out! I'm gonna bleep have to do out. something to that listener. He's gonna bleep it out. Okay. I'm going to bleep her. Anyway, moving on. I'll bleep out the entire um, line. What he insinuates is that... Just stop. Anyway, yeah. So Ryan Gosling's brother is a nonce and a murderer. So he gets murdered. And then Ryan Gosling's mother, who we'll get into, but she's fucking unhinged, um, forces Ryan Gosling to avenge his brother. And then his quest for revenge leads him to Lieutenant Chang who is involved in Billy's murder, the brother. And Lieutenant Chang is a badass. He's a total badass. I love well, him. Do you, know who, do, do you know who he is in the scope of the film? Um, The police chief? Yeah, but what's the film called? He's God. He's God, yeah. Yeah. Because apparently the, director, the director's like direction to him was, uh, you are God. So that's why he's like badass throughout the whole film. <laughs> I, I mean, by no means do I enjoy this film, but... I love his part in the film. I think he's awesome. Because, you know, he'll murder someone and then he'll go sing some karaoke. Like It's so, so strange. But I, like, to be fair, I think that is that is a big part of that culture, right? Yeah, karaoke bars and, 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 and stuff. And one, yeah. one thing that can be said for this film is, like, it is very respectful and, like, grounded in that culture. Yeah. And apparently the director, like, discovered this or like it changed his outlook on the film when because they were filming in thailand i believe and yeah they were uh his daughter like he took his family over there and his daughter saw a ghost whether you believe in ghosts or whatever i don't personally but she saw a ghost inverted commas in where Mm -hmm. they were staying and he said like in the west people would say like oh she's chatting shit whatever blah 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 blah." but Mm -hmm. over there in asia they got in a shaman and like 
did an exorcism and all this stuff to get the spirit to go away. So he was like, oh, it's much more grounded in like spirituality and that's more like the accepted sort of thing over here. So he made the film more spiritual and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's kind of nice. So yeah, it's just a lot of like people trying to get revenge on each other, isn't it? And then revenge Chang, and violence Chang and just stuff. fucking them all up, basically. Yeah, there's um there's a scene which I wanted to draw attention to where there's a character who's sort of on the mum's side, I believe, called Gordon, the ginger dude. Played by Gordon Brown. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got something to say about this, actually. I don't know if you had the same experience, but... <laughs> so there's a character called Gordon, played by a guy called Gordon Brown, not the ex-Prime Minister. However, if you Google Only God Forgives and hit cast at the top of the page, it shows a picture of Gordon Brown, the Prime Minister. Does it? <laughs> and when you click on the link, it takes you to him. I had to go out of my way on IMDb to actually find the actor who plays Gordon because <laughs> I looked it up at the end of the film and I showed it to Luke and I went where where was Gordon Brown in this film and he went Gordon Brown wasn't in this film and I went but it says here that he was did I miss him where was he so citation so, needed um, on on everything that we ever needed, say yeah but um yeah there's a scene with Gordon not the ex-prime minister just a ginger guy in um Chang finds him in a room full of beautiful ladies and um you kind of get the impression he's about to get his ass handed to him, basically. And um, Chang has some, I think they're hairpins. Yeah, the, the initial instrument he uses for his decimation of this man, a hairpin. Yeah. But then, yeah. I, I've got to know, why are there so many sharp things in this room that he can well, use? Well, this is what... This was my thought process with the scene. So he's got hairpins out of one of the ladies' hair. And I said to Luke, I went, he's going to stab him in the ears. And Luke went, Nana Nana is going to stab him in the knees. In the end, he stabbed him in the ears, the eyes, the knees, and the wrists. So, well, yeah, every he, he goes for the wrists covered. initially, doesn't he? Pins him to the chair. Yeah. Then he, like, grabs some chopsticks. I don't know. They're like, what they're they like are. really sharp sticks in, like, a fruit bowl, which I've never seen yeah. before, but. He stabs whatever. them into his thighs. <laughs> oh, God. Then he gets a little knife, does he? And it's he like carves a his fruit eyes out. Peeler. Yeah. Because he says, that you're not. You're not... He says, you cannot see the truth, That's so it, yeah. I will stop you and from seeing. And then he's like, you're not, you you're not hear hearing the truth, the truth either. So he yeah. stabs him in the ears. <laughs> and then probably goes and sings some karaoke afterwards. Poor Gordon. And then... So that's interesting because everybody else that he like deals out justice to in the film, he like he mm -hmm. always has. I was going to say katana, but it's not a katana. Uh, it's like a short katana. It's short, I don't know what it's, it's called. It, oh, I did read... I did have a fact about what that type of knife was called but I've, I can't see it I can't find it now but yeah it's not you it's not a katana but it. he always has it on his back and uh, he like deals out justice by like either like so he gets the guy's the father of the the child prostitute that Ryan Gosling's brother kills at the beginning it's called um, it's called a tanto by the tanto. way carry on <laughs> so he he gets him and then he he lets him batter Ryan Gosling's brother and kill him but then, mm -hmm. as punishment for letting his daughter be a prostitute, he chops off his hand or his arm, doesn't he, with this sword? Yeah. And then he like he mm -hmm. slashes another guy up. Well, and we'll get on to how he kills other people. But this guy, he does all these other things too. And apparently, initially in the original draft of the script, he never had the sword. He okay. he was always going to just use things that were around him in his environment. So like mm. every scene would have been like that scene. Because I, I was like, oh, this is yeah. quite cool. He's just using stuff that's there. But I do like the sword as well, because that's like his Yeah, the sword thing. feels very like, I don't know if symbolic's the right word, but it just feels like, it feels like it's his weapon. Yeah. And as soon as you see it, you're like, oh shit, <laughs> shit's about to go yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. And then 
Ryan Gosling doesn't actually want to extract revenge on him, really, does he? Because no, he, he, Ryan he goes Gosling's to kill the initial like, guy, I mean, and then he's like, "Oh, my brother killed a fourteen, a sixteen-year-old, so you know he probably deserved it, really." Yeah, and then his mom doesn't take very well to that because his mom seems to be obsessed with the brother because he's her firstborn. Right. And if I'm honest, she acts like she wants to shag both of her kids. Right, I, I've got this. I was like, "Why is there <laughs> so much sexual tension between?" Her and her son. Yeah, so the first time that they that you see them in a scene together, she is sat on the bed, Ryan Gosling walks over to her and she hugs him and then she just slowly moves her hands down to his arse and I was just like, what the fuck is happening? And then she's like, <laughs> come and kiss your mother. And I was like, oh my God, are they going to like neck off? Oh. <laughs> oh God. But he just gives her a peck on the cheek. Also, just winding back, and what I would say about this film in general, I was like, We've done it. We've done it, boys. We finally hit the art house. This I knew it would happen eventually, but Ryan Gosling yep. has gone weird art house. And there is a scene where he just like sits and watches... A woman ties him to a chair and he just sits and watches, watches her wank. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, we've done it. This is it. He went full, he went full Robert Pattinson although, in that scene. Although in opposition to Robert Pattinson, uh, Robert Pattinson is very involved facially in scenes where he's masturbating. And mm. Ryan Gosling, absolutely blank canvas... He just sits there because <laughs> he just sits there watching her, and then it'll just like zoom in on, on his crotch, right? <laughs> but like nothing, nothing's happening, obviously. <laughs> but it'll, it'll so just like cut to, to his face, and, and he's contrast. just sat there deadpan. Then it'll zoom in on his crotch, and then she's there doing her business. It's definitely less uncomfortable to watch without the horrendous well, no, what about, facial what about expressions. The scene where he's in like the karaoke bar, and she's like behind the shimmer curtain, and then he has like a, I think it's a vision or like his imagination of walking up to her and <laughs> fingering her. <laughs> and then he does a bit of fingering later on, but we'll get onto that. <laughs> oh, stop, man! And I'm I've gonna got, die. I've got a fact about the later fingering that is gonna oh, God. make you go what? So okay, yeah. He doesn't really want anything to do with it, and then his mum sort of forces him into doing it. Oh, and there's a fight just before that, him and the police officer Chang, they have like a fight doing a bit of Mai Tai. And apparently, Ryan Gosling trained for like weeks and went on a proper strict with a proper Mai Tai like instructor fighter, went on the proper diet and everything to train for this role. His character gets his ass handed to him. What was the point? Yeah. Like, what's the point? He doesn't get a single punch in. I'm guessing he just wanted to sort of get in the zone of someone that can fight. Or maybe but yeah, I guess he just like, gets his ass beat. Maybe I guess it's like he was really good, but obviously Chang is God, so you can't beat God. Maybe, maybe mm, that's what they're going for. Symbolic, I like it. So then they go to Chang's house uh, to kill... Well, Ryan Gosling thinks it's just to wait for Chang to come home and kill him. But then the guy that he's with like is like, no, your mum said to kill everyone. So he ki- the wife and child, his wife and child come home and he kills the wife. And then he's about to kill the child and then Ryan kills him. Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, Chang has gone to visit Ryan's mother. Yeah. And he kills her by just... Oh, I've just remembered what fingering you're talking about. Oh, no. He stabs her in the throat <laughs> and she bleeds out and dies. And then... So this is where it gets a bit... Ble- I watched this yesterday, but I've already forgotten it. So Sorry to say. There's like a <laughs> moment, isn't well. there, where like he meets Chang again and like Chang lets him go right yeah so like he forgives him but there's like a vision of he chops off both his arms yeah but yeah i didn't really get that so then anyway ryan goes and visits his mum 
And he's taken mm-hmm. another sword from Chang's house. Mm-hmm. And Oh, and also, from the moment that Chang kills Ryan's mum, not a word is spoken. No one speaks for the, oh, for like I the didn't last... I notice that. The last 10 to 15 minutes of the film. I didn't um, notice because, I mean, it's not exactly a chatty film, so... <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not dialogue heavy. No. But, so yeah, he sees his mum dead mm. and he takes the sword that he's got. Oh, God. And stabs her in the abdomen and then it's 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 like near sort of her uterus area well, i'd say it's funny you should say that emma <laughs> so yeah he stabs her in the uterus and then just like slides his hand inside and here's oh, the fact God, it's that's so making you gonna question your existence <laughs> more so than him fingering her uterus okay it was ryan gosling's idea to open the stomach of julian's dead mother he had it after the writer and director, Nicholas Winding Refn, asked him if he'd rather smile or cry after Julian's mom's death. He replied that he'd open her uterus to see what's inside. <laughs> oh, Ryan, I, said from I episode thought you were one, one of the good ones. I have said from episode one that Ryan is a secret psychopath. I mean, yeah, but we didn't have any proof. <laughs> I, I, I can mean, see it in his eyes, Emma. We 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 started to glean this from some of the facts I found, like him throwing steak knives at his fellow classmates. But I mean, this is next level, really, isn't it? What would you do on finding your mother? Well, I guess it's the character's mother. We should say that. What would this character do on finding his mother dead? Ah, uh, I think he'd open her uterus and see what's inside. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? The, the thing is... I do kind of agree with him because the character has got some mummy issues. What? Uh, That is what the character would do, isn't it? I mean, there is mummy issues there, yeah, but... (laughs) What? I've never heard of someone going, you know what? I've got me some mummy (laughs) issues. Let's climb up in in that uterus and see what's cooking. I mean, yeah, it's pretty fucked. Did you um did you see the other fact I had a quick look where um the director asked Ryan Gosling what he thought the worst thing you could say to a woman was when they're oh, having yes. a scene of the dinner at the table with the mum and his fake girlfriend and it was Ryan Gosling's idea to use the insult cum dumpster. Yes, because <laughs> it made me laugh because I specifically wrote down that quote without knowing that fact. Same. <laughs> so the full quote is so Ryan Gosling takes his where well, he pretends that it's his girlfriend, but it's a prostitute that he likes to have him likes to tie him up. He likes her to tie him up and watch her masturbate. But he <laughs> but he says, "Can you come to dinner and say that you're my girlfriend?" So she introduces him her to her his mother, and she goes, "How many cocks can you entertain with that cute little cum dumpster of yours?" Because she says that she's an entertainer. And she goes, oh, how many cut? Yeah, lovely. I feel like the last five minutes of this podcast has just been me heaving. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just gross. So the second she said come dumpster, I was like, what? I've got to write that down. And then when I read that fact, I was like, oh my God. It was Ryan's idea. That also links back into your fact from however many weeks ago of him corrupting Britney Spears. I tell you what, I thought Ryan Gosling was different, but he's just as mad as the rest of them. Mad as a box of frogs. We're all mad here. And then, uh, just to comment on like people's reception of this film, it was booed mm-hmm. at the Cannes Film Festival. Damn. Uh, Swedish underground filmmaker Henrik Moller felt that this movie was too cynical and did not warrant anything more than a Pirate Bay download. Ouch, that hurts. And in, I can't remember the, in, the the other director's name. That's I'm sorry, but there was a, like a, an interview between another director and um the director of this film and the director of this film said that he thought that this film was a masterpiece at which mm. point <laughs> i think he called him an ambulance and said that he needed medical help 
<laughs> for saying that it was a masterpiece. Wow. I will say that I'm sort of leaning more towards the side of I didn't really enjoy this film. I, I just thought it in was... my memory from watching it as a teenager or however old I was, it is one of the most boring, dumb films I'd ever seen. And then rewatching it, I thought the same. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite boring, isn't it? Like, I don't know. They just all walk around looking a bit sad. And then occasionally someone just gets brutalised. I, it kind of offends me that it came from the same director as Drive. It That's just what I mean. don't, it it, don't it, it looks be- it looks lovely. Like stylistically and like cinematically it's 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 one lovely. of those films that just tries too hard to be like deep, yeah. you know. It's like fake deep. Like I just I don't care for it. Should we give it a rating? <laughs> yes. So <laughs> only God forgives or only God shits. <laughs> only God forgets. It's a, oh yeah, only God forgets. That's better. Yeah, only God forgets. Yeah, definitely. It's a dry, it, a dry goose I mean, from like, me. Get some screen grabs of it, like Ryan Gosling mm. bathed in that beautiful red light, or mm, or, or the blue light, Ooh. or yeah. I so I got I've seen this thing on Twitter or whatever about bisexual light. Was that bisexual hmm. lighting that he had on him? I I personally refer to it as Tango Ice Blast lighting. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. So, yeah. Uh, okay. And then we'll finally move on to the big short. This is going to be a long boy episode. Yep. We're almost there an hour and uh, we've, we've still got the big short to talk about, which is probably going to take the longest to talk about. Blimey. Blimey, mate. So what's the big short about, Emma? In short. Um, <laughs> in short, the big short is about finance experts of various degrees um, observing the instability of the United States housing market and they well, the worldwide housing market I think yeah it's yeah, the 2008 the, yeah. Wall Street crash isn't it yeah basically so um and they discover flaws and corruption in the system and some of them ultimately profit off it there's three three parallels tellings of the same situation yeah. which is pretty cool and yeah that's it in short. What's it about in long, Tom? Oh. Well, <laughs> in uh, it's, first off, it's got a great cast, amazing cast of of many yeah. different oh, people. The, the cameos they 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 keep coming and they don't stop coming. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, to it's it's directed by uh, Adam McKay. I want to say who yeah before this he directed such classics as Anchorman. <laughs> and the other guys so like big comedy yeah. director but then he's obviously like gone improved himself with this because i think this is a cracking film it's cracking but it is it is funny as well like it's yeah, obviously yeah. not oh, a, yeah, yeah. a comedy comedy but, but it's still funny what, the other film that i would compare it to is the wolf of wall street but i would say Similar, the wolf of wall street better i would say the wolf of wall street glorifies like the money making and the and Wall Street yeah. and the glamour and all that and like oh look how fucked up this is this is amazing yeah Wolf of Wall Street just glamorized glamorized it and created this breed of um, young man that are obsessed with forex trading. If someone's favorite <laughs> film is The Wolf of Wall Street, that's a red flag. I swipe left. That's a red flag. <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, you got Steve Carell, you've got Christian Bale. Who every mm-hmm. time I see Christian Bale in something, I'm like, oh my god, this guy, like. He's just so good. He's so good, but he's so scary looking. Oh, yeah, and I don't yeah. know if that's just because of American Psycho, but he's scary looking. <laughs> uh, in quite contrast to American Psycho in this, though, because like in American Psycho, he's 
he's on Wall Street in that, isn't he? Yeah, he's very like well dressed, and he's dapper, like, like fit smart as, gentleman. Fit as fuck. And in this, he's like a guy with fucking ADHD who doesn't wear shoes, <laughs> and he's got a glass eye. And yeah, I think he's packed. Yeah. On, I think he's done one of his body transformations and packed on a bit of a few pounds. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe I don't know. Yeah, he looks a bit bit chunkier. But basically, chunky monkey. What he, what he re- his character realizes that in two years time, because it starts in two thousand and six or two thousand and five, early two thousand and seven all the mortgage loans are going to, like, come crashing down because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to the na- latest episode of Tom and Emma talk about things that they have no understanding of. <laughs> In defence of us, I read a review of this on IMDb where some guy was like, I watched this with a finance expert and I still didn't understand it. <laughs> so, so, basically, what you need to know is that <laughs> that <laughs> all the mortgage loans that were given out were... That, the banks were basically giving out mortgage loans that were shit. They were just giving a loan to anyone because it made them money or whatever. And they could sell yeah. it off to people left, right and center and make money off it. So they were like, like one of the people in this, the person who's been given a mortgage wrote down the name of their dog as their, their name. So like they were doing no yeah. background checks, whatever, whatsoever. And mortgages are supposed to be really like reliable and steady mm-hmm. investments in banking and stuff like this. So, but Christian Bale comes up with the idea to short that stock because it's going to fail, so he can make a load of money on it. Do you know what shorting yeah. is, Emma? It's come up recently. Um, I mean, no, I well, I do, but I don't care to explain it because I'll embarrass myself. But I mean, GameStop is the only thing I hear in this house at the moment, so well, I I understand what it this, is. This film has gained popularity since the GameStop stuff. So shorting. As I understand it, right? <laughs> Let's go. Oh my god! Because I it's I have tried to research this because Tom. I was I was trying to prepare myself for having to talk about this. So shorting. I'm a banker. I'm also a wanker. Congrats. <laughs> or a Wall Street trader. I borrow some stocks off someone. Yeah. So say I borrow ten pounds worth of stock. Mm-hmm. I sell all that stock immediately. Mm-hmm. Then I try and devalue the stock as fast as I can. Yeah. So if I devalue the stock to like £5, I then buy back all that stock at £5 and yeah. give the stock back to the person I borrowed it from. Yeah. But because I, I sold it at 10 and I buy it back at 5 so I've made mm-hmm. like each each stock that I sell. You've doubled your yeah, profit. Yeah. yeah. Whereas usually in a long investment, you would buy some, keep it, and then sell it as high as you can. Yeah. But with a so with a short investment, you can you can make a lot of money, but you can also your losses can be infinite. So yeah. if you sell it, if I sell it at ten pounds and then it shoots up to fifty pounds, I have to buy. I, I still have to give it back to the person that I borrowed it from. So I've got to buy yeah. it all back at fifty pounds. So I've then lost forty pounds. High risk, but the, high reward. But the higher it goes, the more I lose. Whereas yeah. it can it can only drop as low as zero percent, which is I would then double my money. But um, it's it's high risk, but high high gain as well yeah uh, mm-hmm. so he's really he's going to do this to the housing market which you can't do because it's such a because it's such a such a sound investment like you just can't do that to it also it's mm-hmm. it works slightly different with this it, uh, it's a slightly different way that he shorts it but that is basically what shorting is and is what happened to gamestop the wall street were trying to short gamestop so everyone invested in gamestop which raised the pro- raised the value of gamestop stock which meant all the Wall Street investors, like I just said, had infinite losses. Yeah. Which is fucking, what a shame. fucking sick. <laughs> down with the man. Down with down with capitalism. Yeah. Fuck capitalism. 
Although if you're a capitalist and you enjoy our podcast, don't leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, fuck, fuck Wall Street is what we're saying. Yeah, fuck the suits. Anyway. Anywho. After we've fucked everyone, let's carry on. <laughs> yeah. You're st- we're just twanging it around, fucking people left, right, and centre. <laughs> so he said the banks are like laughing at him because, like, housing market is supposed to be rock solid. So there was there's no way that he could bet against it. Shouldn't be able to bet yeah. against it. So they're like, yeah, give us your free money, you dickhead. What you're talking about? Because mm-hmm. also, what the problem is is while you're borrowing it, you have to pay. You have to pay premiums. So he he's paying premiums until it goes bad, and then he can, mm-hmm. which fucks off his investors. But um, he goes around all these banks, and then Ryan Gosling character Ryan Gosling's character gets wind of this, and. He's like, oh, that, oh, he knows something that I don't know. And he sort of works out what it is. So he goes to Steve Carell's character, who is like really disillusioned with Wall Street. Because I believe you don't really find out what happened. But I think his brother was a Wall Street um, stock market broker. And he committed suicide because of the stock market. So he's like Yeah, really Steve Carell's definitely the sort of idealist character who's sick of all the corruption. Yeah. And is calling people out on their bullshit. So, and it, so then they get in on, they start learning about it all and get in on it. And then two other young, up and coming investors. They they find like like well in the film they catch they find a prospectus in the lobby of Ryan Gosling's character. But what I like about this film is it like it's very fourth wall breaky and it calls out yeah. when it's got historical inaccuracies. Yeah, this bit in the lobby's good. So like they find this prospectus and then the one of them looks to the camera and goes, "This isn't what happened. How we actually found mm. out was this way, but like this way's narratively better." So like. It makes it makes more sense or whatever. And yeah, then, it's very funny. Uh, and then throughout all of this as well to like explain different parts of banking because you know it's boring and complicated. As I was yeah. mentioned, they have celebrity cameos to explain so different parts. So the first one is Margot Robbie in a bubble bath. She's in the biggest bath I've ever seen. That's a huge bath, massive. Lots of bubbles. And so bubbles. many bubbles to hide her bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, it's very good. You know, very appreciative of that because you know. Margot Robbie's a lovely woman. She she's lovely. Uh, I I like how they're playing themselves as well. It's very yeah. funny. Apparently that originally that was going to be Scarlett Johansson under a waterfall. Hmm. Would you know? I'm kind of glad it was Margot Robbie, especially because she was in Wolf of Wall, Wolf Street. Wall Street. It feels yeah. feels like a good tie-in. Uh, and then later on they have Anthony Bourdain explaining, doing like an analogy of like what what are they called? I've got them here. CDO. CDOs are yeah. Mm-hmm. And then later on they have uh, Selena Gomez and. I can't remember his name, but like a doctor explaining her how everything like affects each other. I enjoy Selena Gomez too. She's a lovely lady. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's what I really like those cameos. They're, they're good. They keep it fresh. They keep it not boring. Yeah, it's funny. And it also helps dumb it down a bit for me. Yes. <laughs> so, but, and but whoever else. Basically, it comes down to like they keep every time that they keep repackaging all the loans so like they they group them all together and sell them off in lump sums and they're supposed to be triple a rated which means that they're like super super safe in fact i've got what the three types of loans are here oh okay written out (laughs) for me (laughs) wow so you have subprime mortgage bonds which is the most basic of them that's just a a house loan but like if they're subprime that means they're shit like they're bad then you have mortgage-backed security which is like a grouping together of a load of loans but they're given a triple A rating, which means they're really safe. And then do uh, you have the final one, which is a CDO, which is loads mm-hmm. of loan-backed securities grouped together again. But what you find out is that basically all the triple A ratings are like fraudulent. So it's actually mm-hmm. all shit ones grouped together. And then when they don't sell the shit ones, 
they repackage them into a CDO and say, look, it's a yeah. brand new thing, but they're even shitter ones. But yeah. the CDOs are supposed to be like the best ones, but they're actually it's the shittiest It's all just fucked, isn't it? Like, it's, uh, it's so just a load of corruption. Up. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what, another exciting cameo in this is for me. Oh, oh, I know. I can guess Karen Gillan. No, it's not. Not Karen no. Gillan. Although she is in this. <laughs> I thought you'd be excited to see her. I was excited her. to see Karen Gillan, but okay. during lockdown, I've come to love a new, a new sitcom and there's a character from said sitcom in this. What sitcom? New Girl. Are you kidding me? Did you not notice that oh, Schmidt, Schmidt is in this? It was Schmidt. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of fucking cameos. So I had to just get the old ticker. Wait, no, that's heart, isn't it? What do you call your brain? Your heart's the old ticker. Noodle. What's the brain? The old noodle ticking along. <laughs> <laughs> For God's sake. Yeah, Schmidt. Schmidt as himself, yeah, as he's usual. Just, he's just playing <laughs> he only Schmidt. plays one character. I love him, but he's always just the same character, isn't he? And then, yeah, basically, I mean, 2007 hits and people start defaulting on their mortgages so they're not paying their mortgages so mm-hmm. the stock should be going down but it's still not going down because the banks aren't admitting that there's anything wrong with them so all, th- yeah. all three parties are getting pissed off steve carell's getting even more and more disheartened with it all because he's like it's so fucking corrupt and then fine and like all of christian bell's ba- uh, investors are getting shitty with him because his like their investments are like getting less and less and less because he's spending all their money to pay all the premiums and then finally famously in 2008, it starts to crash because yeah. they start realising. But the banks are getting away with it because they are selling them off to other people. And then once they're sold off, they go, oh, yeah, that's a load of shit. What are you doing with that sort of thing? Yeah. Uh, and it, apparently this actually happened because, again, this is like one of the historical accuracies it calls out. They're like, I, we know this sounds too good to be true, but like this is actually what happened. Steve Carell's character mm. is in like a debate with someone from, oh, is it Lehman Brothers or... It's one of the other ones that went bust anyway. Yeah, yeah. And the guy's like, no, our stock is great. Like, I'd still buy shitloads of stock in our in our company. And Steve Carell's like, it's going to crash. And when it crashes, it's going to literally, like, fucking bring down the world. And, mm-hmm. like, everyone in the room is, like, laughing at him. The guy he's debating with is laughing at him. He's like, yeah, you can fucking laugh now, but I'm telling you, we're all fucked. And it's not something to yeah. laugh about, like... No. Because uh, he's, like, really disheartened that he's making money off it, isn't he? Yeah, and, he feels really, yeah, shit about it. And the, the thing that stuck with me was, which I was obviously, like, I guess what this film was trying to say, was he was mm. like, no one's going to go down for this. No one from the bank. Because basically the White House bails out the bankers. And he's like... Yeah. the Because all, all through the film he's been like, how can people be... How can these people be so stupid selling these loans that are shit? Mm. And, like... Do they not know? I, I'm so confused how this is happening. And he's like, oh, yeah, they weren't stupid. They just didn't care because they knew that they'd get bailed out. Like, Yeah, I think that, that stuck with me. And then I cannot remember the, the figure for the life of me, but someone in the film makes a comment about how like suicides go up with job losses and stuff in America. Oh, it's and, Brad, it's Brad um, Pitt's in this film. I forgot about Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. Brad Pitt is a um, a voice of reason, an ex Wall Street banker who has chosen to. He's like a doomsday prepper, though. And li- live off live off the land with his wife, and he says seeds are going to be the currency of the future. Learn to grow yeah. your own garden. Like he's a proper like you know man of the land, and yeah, he says about how the, the two the two young bankers are like fuck yeah, we're going to make shitloads of money, and he's like yeah for every I think it's like for every mil- million you make or whatever, forty thousand people mm. will die. Because, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's the and they're just like, oh, it's the poor shit. people that will be affected by this, not the rich ones. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's just the same now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, really? well, because what Steve Carell says is they they didn't they weren't stupid, they just didn't care because they knew they'd get away with it. And mm-hmm. 
like no no one on Wall Street is going to go down for this. It's going to mm-hmm. be the the little man that pays sort of thing, and yeah. they're not they're not going to blame the bankers. They're going to bl- they're going to blame the working class and the immigrants mm-hmm. and all this, and then it's all going to happen again. And then Ryan Gosling's yep. like, no, no, what happened was all these bankers went away, blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, the, <laughs> everyone hated capitalism, blah blah blah. blah. And then he's like, oh, no, so- Jokes. sorry, joking. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Uh-huh. One person went to prison. Yeah. But not even for what was, it, it, he was like, stow- he was stowing money away from some accounts. So he was just like embezzling the bank, right? Yeah. I think that's the only person in America, because this is all American They put someone away focused. for like a token. I think, I think there was maybe more repercussions in the UK. I don't know. Oh, there definitely was. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, in America, on one, one, got, one banker went down. Nothing really happened. Obviously, uh, we're going to get a bit political, but you know, you still hear it now, don't you? That it's immigrants ruining ruining the econ- economy and all this sort of shit, which I, yeah. I just don't understand how <laughs> how people get it bred, like hammered into their heads that, that they're the problem. When, I think when it's that the big it, man. it comes from it does not come from a place of facts. It comes from a place of racism and xenophobia. Yeah, <laughs> that's just how it is, and it's fucked. We don't agree with it. But fuck capitalism. <laughs> fuck the man. Tom, will you put some like exploding sound effects <laughs> here? <laughs> fuck capitalism. <laughs> um, and then basically the film ends with like a rundown of where everyone is. Christian Bale's character, he's really disheartened by it, even though he wanted to make money off it. He's like sending mm-hmm. emails to all his investors, like, "Here's your four hundred thirty-six million that I've made you. You're fucking welcome, you dickhead." And then he, <laughs> you fucking welcome, you scumbag. And then he, he quits stock brokering, mm. and then I think Steve, I don't know what Steve Carell's character does. He because he makes money off remember. it, doesn't he? But I think they all, I think most of them fuck it off, apart from the two young ones. I think one of them quits to go live with his family, and the other one is still, yeah. there, still trading stocks. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like it says, like Christian Bale's character went went to like the FBI or whatever and was like, I can tell you how I knew so many years in advance that it, there was going to be this massive crash. So that you can like look out for it in the future. Apparently, no one ever got back to they? him. Yeah. Wow. And then, like, basically ends with saying that banks are now selling in like 2015 or something, 2014. They started selling billions dollars of worth of a different name of something, a different phrase. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, they repackaged the CDOs and then it's as like, something else. This is just a CDO under a different name. So they're doing it again. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Down with the suits. Well, they're, Down with they're the doing suits. it again, but then maybe the whole GameStop thing fucked them a little bit. But now they're like, because of that, the bankers are crying and they're trying to like say that the the common man shouldn't be able to do that sort of thing, even though oh God. They, they were just doing what they've been doing for years. I guess yeah. it, was, it was kind of illegal because it was like everyone grouped together. But like mm. people were just buying stock, man. That That's what they'd yeah, say man. if they were doing it. Do you know just what I mean? Just buying stock, bruh. Bruh. Yeah, good film. But yeah, I really very enjoyed good. it. I think, I, I think it did get a few Oscar nominations. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It's very good, really enjoyable. It's one of those um, films I've wanted to watch for a long time, but I was like... Had you never seen no, it? No, I've never seen it. Oh, I didn't realise. Because um, I was like, I'm gonna, I am gonna, need to be in the right mind frame because it's going to be confusing and it's going to blow, like, mm. all this, the financial stuff's oh, going to blow wow. my mind. So it, I was looking forward to watching it because I, I knew that it was good. I'd heard very good yeah. things about it. So yeah, yeah I, I saw to see it, it a couple of years ago, and I really liked it, and I still really like it. So really good. Yeah. Also got Marissa Tomei in it. Yes, third she's week, back third again. Third week in a row. I know. Well, she also, can't, can't get rid of her. Also, obviously Steve Carell. So yeah, the crazy stupid love, Holy Trinity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and she's also so Steve Carell's wife in this. I know, which made me laugh because obviously in Crazy Stupid Love, they're 
they sleep together yeah. for a bit yeah yeah it's good very good, good times. um one thing i will say ryan gosling with the dark hair and the tan oh no. yeah he's got it, he's no very fake tanned he he gives me like will ferrell in austin powers energy like a slightly racially ambiguous um turkish man perhaps oh right just not good not good it doesn't look oh, good also going back to the anchorman thing one of the the studio only let adam mckay make this film if he promised to make anchorman 2 <laughs> so what? that's how we got anchorman 2 was this film wow yeah speaking of will ferrell <laughs> yeah and this is the, this is the first thing that adam mckay made that didn't have will ferrell in it maybe that's why he dressed ryan gosling up to look like what he looks yeah. like in austin powers <laughs> yeah okay should we give it a rating well, we've said that we love it, haven't we? Like We have. And I feel like a... the big short is way too close to, you know what I want to say. Oh my fucking... Emma, if there's a time <laughs> that you can say it, it's this. If there's a time... The big short or the big shit. <laughs> if there's a time that shit works, it's this. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it was, it was a big short. It was very juicy. Really, 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 really good. Okay, that takes us on then to... The official Ryan Gosling ranking. Yes, yes. Right, where are we going to stick gangster? Oh, no, I've got to do the top five. I keep forgetting the top five. Oh, yeah, top five, top five. Do it in your um, LA officer accent from the 50s. It's just my New York accent, in it? But Yeah. Gangster squad. <laughs> in a number five. <laughs> we got the eyes of March. In a number four, he's no stool pigeon. It's stay. <laughs> in a number three, it's a notebook. In a number two, it's remember the Titans. And in a oh, number God. one, it's Drive. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. God, man. Okay, Jesus. Uh, where are you gonna stick gang- Gangster Squad? Um, pff, it was. Not better than Crazy Stupid Love, Imo. No. I think it's got to go, I don't know. I feel like I always decide. You always decide? Well, I'm just I'm just here, I'm just a conduit. Okay, I think then it has to be better than Place Beyond the Pines. Yeah. But not as good as Crazy Stupid Love. So somewhere in there. Gangster squad. Squad. Uh, where are we going to stick only God forgiveth? Fucking hell. Um, that's going to have to go oh, below, above Blue Valentine? Above Blue, you think below. that's better than Blue Valentine? No, it's not really, is it? I would stick it underneath the Believer. Yeah, yeah. Get it down there. Get it down, yeah. And then finally, the big sh- the big shot. Oh, well up there. It honestly might be one of the best things he's been in. Uh, I would be... Uh, I'd be willing to stick it in number one. Stick it in there. Stick it in. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you told me not to say things on the podcast. <laughs> God, someone could really end our careers if they clipped certain things that we say in this podcast, couldn't they? <laughs> oh, God. oh, God. I mean, I've I've clipped them when I'm editing them and sent them to you on a voice note before just because I'm like, this is, uh, this is certainly compromising. This is... Right. Yeah, uh, we'll post that, We'll post that somewhere. Yep. I always say that. Do we post it? I'm never sure. I do. I post it on stories. Oh. You can tell that I really pay attention to our stories. <laughs> right, we're back in with letters from the honour roll. Ding, we're we're ding, returning ding. once again to your friend Daisy yep. for three more questions of the 13. Okay. I was criticised <laughs> in the week for saying last week, oh, how do we divide 13 evenly? Uh, it was pointed mm-hmm. out to me that 13 is a prime number. So 
you can't divide it evenly. Oh, right. I was waiting for you to explain yeah. what that meant. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> has it been Moving a hard on. graft watching so many films or does it make, also, does it make you hate the actor by the end of it a bit? I think we've probably answered this before where it completely depends. The Ryan Gosling film binges have made me like him more than I ever did and the Robert Pattinson binges made me loathe Ro- the man. Robert, so. Pat- Robert Pattinson was a, was a slog. Yeah, hard graft. Ryan's been a lot easier. Yeah, it's also, it depends how you manage your time, not to sound like a twat, but um, me and Tom, Tom and I are both bad for leaving everything we've got to watch to the end of the week and then cramming it all in, whereas this week I think we both staggered it a bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's less stressful when you actually plan ahead instead of getting to the day before we record and trying to watch three films and like two fucking TV shows and whatever. I think think the the reason for that is in the first series... Robert's films were so hard to watch or you needed to be in the right mood to watch them that I would always put off watching them. So I think that's translate. I think yeah, these ones I could probably just watch them whenever, but I yeah. got into the mindset of, oh God, I'm going to have to slog through these. Yeah, definitely. This is a big question. Okay. Who do you think is the better actor, Robert or Ryan? Um, Better. That's a bit mean because I think they're both good, but I... I think it's Ryan. ...feel... <laughs> I think it's Ryan, isn't it? It's Ryan. Uh, I do. I think Robert is a very good actor, but um, mm-hmm. so, some of the stuff that Ryan's been in has like really displayed his um, his emotional range. Whereas yeah, he's Rob fantastic. just resorts to wanking. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think he, he does a lot more than that. But yeah, I don't know. I guess who I prefer to watch is Ryan. So maybe that's yeah, the Ryan. For my I enjoy. Answer. And then, yeah. how did we pick Ryan as our second actor? Or maybe just how do we pick our actors? I guess. I mean, Robert um, was obviously just because you like him. Yeah, and then, well, I did. <laughs> and um, Ryan was your choice, wasn't he? Well, uh, yeah, he I don't, I don't like really know how, how we settled on it. We went through a load of different actors' names, and mm. the only way I can describe it is, this is going to sound so wanky, mm. you get a feeling, <laughs> right? You just know, like, like, when you know, you know, you know. I don't know. So, like, it's like how we came up with the name for Honor Roll right mm. we went through loads of different names and then we just heard that one and we were like oh it's that that was um so we don't get killed that was actually our friend jason yeah that, yeah that gave yeah. us that, Pro- that name him. and um as soon as we read it we were like yeah this is it so thanks jay you legend so we went through loads of different actors and then mm. brian's name came up and then i looked at his filmography because also a factor that we have to factor in a factor that we have to factor in show up tom <laughs> is like how we're going to make a series out of it? How we're going to ma- how many films they've got? Is the series going to be like go on forever? Yeah. Is there loads of like really weird bitty stuff that they've been in? With Ryan, yeah. we had the challenge that he's been in loads of TV that we didn't have that with Robert. So I looked at his filmography, and then I, I don't know. I was looking at the films, and I was like, yeah, there's some absolute bangers on there. Defo. So yeah, that I hope that answers your question choice. in some way. So well, well, that's that's all of them for this week. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. If anyone else wants to send us in some questions. You can contact us at honorrollpod at gmail.com. Do it. Also, all the links for all our stuff is in the description, as like the, the show yep. notes. We shout them out at the end as well. But uh, yeah, we'll move on then to... Hey, check it out! It's the Ryan Gosling <laughs> fact of the week! So, oh my God. Oh my God, the fact of the week. You, you're not ready. You're not prepared. Is it? And I'm, I'm scared that you already know that this that this is a fact, but I'm going is to tell it, you is anyway. Is this bigger than Ryan Gosling wanting to explore his mother's uterus? This is the biggest thing 
you've ever known. Go on then. So, <laughs> the Ryan Gosling fact of the week is that the word Gosling is the word for a young goose. Sorry. Have you just been going along with me the entire time on calling him the goose? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you not? <laughs> Did you not know that's why I call him the goose? No, I thought that's just what people called him because it's God sounds like goose. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Gosling probably does sound like goose because it's a, it's a young goose. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, it's too good. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that's happened. I didn't think you knew. I don't know why. I just got I was like she's never questioned why I call him the goose, but I thought everyone called him that just cuz it was I just thought it was Well, no, his people nickname. do call people do call him the goose, but Right. Wow. Well, it's news to me. <laughs> Oh, I'm crying. I don't think it would have been quite so bad if I hadn't set it up as like this is the most amazing. You're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe it. What are the odds? (laughs) You know when I said that I sound like the guy you work with. This is what I mean. (laughs) Uh, Oh God. Well, I'm not looking up another fact because, to be honest, that was scraping the bottom of the barrel. So you're going to have to wait another week for me to think of something else. Oh, no. No, I Uh, think that's good. (laughs) Oh, dear God. (laughs) Listener, if you didn't know that, please let me know because I feel like an ass. (laughs) Honestly, don't because that is grade A content right there. Jesus Christ. Oh my God, moving on. Christ <laughs> on a fucking... Christ on a Michael Sokol. <laughs> Michael Sokol. Uh. If you want to let me know if you knew that Gosling meant young goose, uh. please do contact us on On A Roll Pod on Twitter, that's, On A Roll Pod on Instagram. Um, oh God, I'm in pain. That's, it, that'll be the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're never making another episode again. Oh, I'm so happy about that. I'm so happy. That, <laughs> oh, I'm so happy that I don't know what those facts are going to be. Oh god. Um, right, that's the end of the show. If you've enjoyed, or you want to, you want to take pity on Emma, <laughs> please give us a rating of five stars. Yeah. Uh, and leave us a review on um, on iTunes. Uh, if you want to contact us, let us get back to us about whether you knew that Gosling meant young goose. Then you can do. How can they do that, Emma? <laughs> at on a roll pod on Twitter, at on a roll pod on Instagram, on a roll pod.com on the website. Send us an email on a roll pod at gmail.com. Uh, that's about it, I reckon. Uh, if you want to support our Patreon <laughs> in readiness for Kung Fu, the legend that continues to continue, <laughs> launching, I need to, I, I'm pretty sure it comes out on April 7th, the yeah. episode, so it'll be sometime after then, but we will tell you. Or yeah. if you want to get on there to support us watching um, Ryan's directorial debut, then yeah. is, it's just on a roll pod, is it? It's um, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash on a roll pod. So we appreciate any support, you know, it's um, it's free entertainment here, you know, so we would uh, appreciate a leg up, yeah. so to speak. And, you know, it's a little bit more niche, but I feel like Kung Fu can only have pay, can only pay absolute dividends 
Because, <laughs> I mean, the concept of the show itself and the fact that it's being made by the CW and the CW have made Riverdale and Riverdale yeah. includes such lines as you've never known the highs, the lows of high school football. High school, basketball, football, that's it, yeah. Which I saw edited into the Oprah interview with Harry and Meghan. I meant to tag you in that, by the way. I saw that. Made me laugh. And, any- sorry, derailing. Anyway, let's stop having a chat and let we'll, these we'll lovely people get on with their day. We'll save our little finished recording, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Oh, you I'll later. tell you what we're watching, shall I? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just still reeling. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. From, uh, what are we watching, Tom? Oh, God, it's a good one. It's gonna be a bit. It's gonna be a big one next week, Emma, because we have our, we can finally settle our differences. Okay. Because it's um, the nice guys, La La mm-hmm. Land, mm-hmm. which we have a di- a dividing opinion on because we both mm-hmm. we both uh, did I see that with we you? saw it together yeah. yeah and song to song hmm. so look forward well, to that get excited kids. for that folks look forward to that um, we'll see you next week see you next time see you on the flip side motherfuckers. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so happy. Right. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.